Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm BizTimes associate editor Arthur Thomas, and I'm joined on this week's episode by BizTimes editor Andrew Wyland. Andrew, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. And also joining us, our real estate reporter Alex Zank. Alex, how are you? Oh, great. Glad to be back here. So before we jump into the week's news, uh, which you might guess we have a real estate story to discuss if Alex is joining us, uh, a couple of biz times events coming up next week on October 12th, we'll be hosting our next gen manufacturing summit. Uh, it's in the afternoon out at the Ingleside Hotel. Um, and then coming up in November, we have our annual nonprofit excellence awards program and our commercial real estate and development conference. Uh, both looking to be good events. Uh, you can find out more about these events and other ones we host at biztimes.com slash annual dash events. With that, let's dive into our insider story spotlight. Uh, this is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories that were available only to BizTimes insiders. Uh, if you are an insider already, we really appreciate the support. If you're not, signing up is easy to do at biztimes.com. It's Cost the equivalent of just eight bucks a month uh, and does really help support our work, allows us to do more of the journalism that we talk about on this show. So, Andrew, what insider story caught your attention this week? Had a story about um, Ball Metal Pack, which is a Colorado based joint venture. It was created um, in 2018 between Ball Corporation and the majority owner of Ball Corporation, Platinum Equity. Ball Metal Pack has eight plants in the United States, including uh, one in Milwaukee at 8500 West Tower Avenue. That's over on the far northwest side. And uh, the, the news was that, um, that they were creating an additional production line for, uh, for food cans. And uh, that to support that additional line, they're going to be adding 50 jobs, which is really good news. There's 120 people that work in, at this plant right now. So the addition of 50 more employees will bring the workforce over, over there to 170. So that was a nice bit of good news um, this week for the area, especially for city of Milwaukee. Yeah, it's a nice little, it's a nice percentage increase when you think about it. Yeah. Alex, your insider spotlight story takes us a little bit north. What caught your eye this week? Right. So uh, big news coming out of the town of Sheboygan. Uh, the town officials and Van Horn Development announced that they are pursuing a nearly 100 acre mixed use project right there at I-43 and Highway 42 interchange. You know, like I said, it's a mixed use project. So they've got all kinds of ideas in the work, including office, retail apartments, townhouses, and another interesting aspect, uh, single family pocket neighborhoods, along with some open spaces and recreational facilities. Uh, the town is investing quite a bit into some pre-development activities. Uh, I think it's just under $12 million in all, which includes site acquisition as well as infrastructure improvements. And in turn, Van Horn Development is going to be investing quite a bit. Uh, I think, again, just shy then of $50 million for building improvements. Uh, I think this is just part of a, a larger story. I covered this previously for a real estate spotlight column in the Biz Times magazine about this 500 acre uh, TIF district that the town created last year. They were being really proactive in trying to stir some new development around this interchange that I had mentioned. So this is, 
they are contributing to another multifamily project just up the road from this, but this is certainly the, the biggest project uh, that they are contributing to so far with this new TIF district. Um, and it's a site that they were really eyeing when they created this, when, when they created the district last year. Yeah, it's quite the, quite the development. Um, Andrew, uh, our resident uh, Sheboygan expert who used to be a reporter up in Sheboygan County, what do you make of this? That's right. I used to be at the Sheboygan Press many years ago. Um, you know, it's an interesting, you know, that's the north, I guess, northwest side of city of Sheboygan. You know, it is technically town of Sheboygan, as Alex states, sort of the last exit. I think that's the exit a lot of people take when they're going to Whistling Straits for what it's worth. So, you know, there's uh, been some development in recent years west of the, the freeway there. I think we've seen a Menards put a store there and I think a new Walmart went over there. But there's a lot of it that sort of is either vacant or, you know, things have closed or it's just not at its highest and best use. So I think there's a lot of potential for, you know, a, a project to take advantage of you know, you know, the, the, the freeway and busy enough interchange in, in Sheboygan. So it'll be interesting to see what plays out over there. Certainly. Uh, so my insider story spotlight this week is one of my own. I'm being a little bit selfish, but uh, continuing to track the traffic numbers coming from uh, Mitchell Airport. Um, come They come out every month and kind of a nice barometer of how things are recovering. Um, and so for August, uh, passenger traffic through Mitchell uh, was down about 4.3% from July, um, which we'd had this run of just, you know, month after month of solid to, you know, even really strong growth in passenger traffic there. Uh, it's not uncommon that we would have a dip from July to August. Uh, if you look back, you know, pre-pandemic for five years, the average is like 3.1% down. So um, that's not too shocking. Um, and if you've you know, been comparing um, the traffic numbers to, to 2019 levels, in July, we were about 75% of 2019, August about 73%. That's still way better than the 59% we were at in April. So uh, what will be interesting to see is if the, what the trend is going you know, forward. One month doesn't make a trend, um, but does the dip, you know, do we pick back up in September or um, was this just the Delta variant, you know, making people fly a little bit less? Was this our normal seasonality returning or did we kind of tap out on leisure travel and the growth we could see there? Um, and we haven't really seen the business travel return. Uh, one data point, I think I did see an item this week from United that they're seeing, you know, really strong interest and demand for holiday travel. Um, so, you know, that may be a sign that as we get later in the year, things will pick up again and we'll see more growth. But just interesting to track the traffic at, Air, at Mitchell to see, you know, how how things are recovering, because that's certainly an industry hard hit during the pandemic. Yeah, I think it's it's been very interesting to see what's going on at the airport and certainly the recovery that has been happening this year is almost entirely leisure travel oriented. And, um, you know, we've seen a lot of new service added that is almost entirely leisure travel oriented in terms of destinations. And so when you come off, you know, now that summer's over, you know, I, I guess it's not surprising to see because the business travel market hasn't recovered nearly as much as the leisure travel market has recovered. 
I suppose it's not surprising to see a slump. And when you get into the sort of off season, you're not going to see it recover until the business travel market recovers the way the leisure travel market has. Mm-hmm. We, I did a, um, a pretty lengthy interview for another podcast of ours. And I encourage people to check it out with Brian Dranzik, who is the Mitchell airport director. And he had a lot of interesting things to say just about, about what's going on over there. And, you know, the, the potential for, um, to add more flights and, and sort of what, what it takes. I really encourage people to check that out. It was very interesting. FYI's, you know, Contour is launching. You know, that's a new airline coming to Milwaukee. They're launching service next week. And they're going to be f- having Mitch- Milwaukee to Indianapolis and Milwaukee to Pittsburgh routes. You know, those are not leisure routes. Those are, I, I would consider those to be primarily business oriented. So um, that is one of the few new business oriented routes this year out of Milwaukee. And we'll, we'll see how they do. But hopefully, hopefully that that end of the market picks up. Mm-hmm. And uh, one item people can check out in the story, uh, able to get some market share data on how airlines are performing. And that includes, you know, all these new airlines that have come into the market, kind of get a little bit of sense of how they're performing. So that's in the story for insiders to check out. Uh, with that, let's uh, let's take a look at our, our main story here for today. Um, news that uh, Alex reported on this week. The state of Wisconsin is looking to sell uh, what was the former uh, Southeastern Wisconsin headquarters for the Department of Natural Resources. It's a property located at the northeast corner of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Drive and North Avenue. And so they got a process set up to sell that. Uh, Alex, what more can you tell us about this? So this property is now vacated by the DNR. It's up for sale. Uh, That's because the DNR relocated those local operations to a different building on West St. Paul Avenue, uh, a little bit further to the South. You know, the, the news of course, is that it's up for sale. Uh, you know, it's been declared a surplus property and all that, but the, the intriguing, the most intriguing part of it, the bigger story is that this is clearly a redevelopment opportunity in an area that has seen some momentum. And this is a property that I know I've heard local officials many times in the past say that they've got their eye on it and something should be done with this property here. And I can share some, some thoughts uh, that I was seeing on social media. So guard Bacor, he is a, a real estate analyst for the co-star group. He uh, shared my story on Twitter and said that it is a great opportunity and location for some dense mixed use, mixed income housing. Uh, he referred to the site uh, the fact that it is just shy of three and a half acres uh, is plenty big to do something there. He was thinking something like apartments, townhomes, and some rent-to-own homes. So, you know, that's just one idea there. And, you know, the idea is to play off some synergy, like I said, with some really good development activity happening along King Drive. I've covered that extensively, but it's right across the street from Pete's Fruit Market, a relatively, uh, relatively new uh, development there. I think I could still say relatively new uh, for that. So, you know, there's just a lot of good, thing ha- good things happening. It's a really high profile site. The streetcar may or may not eventually get up that way too. If the city can figure out how to finance that and get it extended up King Drive. So there's, there's a lot to like, I think, about this site in terms of real estate development. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, uh, a map of it and it's really not too far from kind of the downtown or, or you know, extended downtown area. So maybe some potential for exciting things to happen there. Andrew, what do you make of uh, this news from the 
the state that they're looking to sell this? This is an extremely important and extremely intriguing site in Milwaukee, and it's going to really bear watching what happens over there. We have talked many times and reported many times about you know, the challenges Milwaukee is facing in terms of we've seen a lot of revitalization downtown, and it's been a struggle to get that downtown momentum to spread to lower income neighborhoods of the city, particularly the north and near northwest sides. So one area that has seen some success is King Drive. King Drive is really, really intriguing. If you go up and down that street, it's a pretty interesting lineup really of historic buildings. You know, there's a very strong building stock there. And, uh, you know, that street takes you right into, you know, basically the heart of the action in downtown, um, just about into the Deer District and all the activity going on there. So, King Drive is really, really important. And, you know, there's so much potential for it. We did a cover story last year on King Drive, talked about the potential that's there. Like I said, the, the buildings that it already has are, it's, it's a very nice, densely arranged street. And it's, it's, it's extremely close to, to downtown and, and, and the east side. So it's, it's a stone's throw away from, you know, thriving areas. And the potential for it to be turned around is, is great. And if it could be done, it would be tremendous for that, that part of the city. This site is, you know, North and King. I mean, you've got like two really crucial streets. So this is the Northeast corner. This is a major intersection of two major streets. One takes you right to downtown. The other takes you either to the freeway or, you know, through River West and into the East side. So there's a lot of traffic there. It's, it's a high profile location. It's a good size location. There's tremendous potential. You know, housing makes a lot of sense. Dense residential makes a lot of sense. I think you're going to have to have some retail along King and along North. You know, if you don't have, you know, street front activation, I think that'd be a real problem. And I'm sure the city is going to want to see that. But um, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting, very important site with great potential. We're going to have to keep an eye on what happens there. Hopefully, hopefully something great occurs there. I also wanted to quickly mention, I didn't quite realize this at first, but looking at Google Maps, yeah, it's only a block north of the old Gimbel's and Schuster's property, which uh, I'm sure we're all aware that is being redeveloped into the Thriveline King project, which is a major catalytic project for that area. It just, it'd be super intriguing to see something else really big happen at a development site not far away at all. Is construction, is construction going on over there at Village Schuster's? Uh, it was allegedly to begin this spring. I think some work is happening. I am not sure exactly what phase they're in. Yeah, and that's just one of several projects that are, you know, in, in various stages up and down King Drive. So Absolutely. But that's the one, that one is probably the biggest of them all. Um, so, yeah, there's a real, there's some exciting momentum building on King Drive. A lot more needs to happen. But this is a site, this this former DNR site at King and North is a potential game changer. If you, if you get a big impact project, you know, a catalytic type of project. Personally, I think most of what's there should be torn down. I mean, I just don't know that that office building is going to be really able to be repurposed. 
probably yeah. better just tear it down. It does look like there was one facade, some old facade with columns along King that was saved when this when the office building was built. It looks kind of funny yeah. that it's tacked on. There's a there's a it's a Brewer Bank location that dates back to 2000 or not 2011, 1911. Uh, so okay. you do have, you mentioned some of the historic buildings. I mean, you have historic you yeah. know, elements there, but uh, you know it was worked around once. I'm sure they can work around it again. Um, yeah, we're in trouble if 2011 is historic already. We're not quite there yet, uh, but I'll, I'll mention that I don't think there's any way to repurpose that old lab space in the basement. That'll probably go. Maybe the old bank aspect, that part of the building, maybe they can do something with it, but a lot of the rest of it, I think. Yeah, I, I really think most of most of what's there is going to have to be torn down um, and is going to be a great opportunity then. Well, if, uh, if you have any interest in it, um, it looks like offers are due by 3 p.m. December 2nd. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll scratch together our, our uh, biz time salaries and, and see what we can do with it. Maybe, no, just kidding. Um, but uh, I'm sure whatever comes of it, Alex, you'll be on top of it reporting on it um, and finding out uh, more about the plans. So Alex and Andrew, thank you for joining me this week on the Biz Times Weekly Debrief. We'll talk to you all again soon.